Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank y'all. Go up. (laughs) Come on, y'all. Praise the Lord with me. Thank you, Father. My God. Thank you, Lord. Gets to see me make coffee. He's able. Come on, y'all. Thank you, Lord. Yes. My God. When I think of His goodness. When I think of his goodness, when I think of his goodness, come on, y'all. When I think of his goodness, when I think of his goodness and all that he's done for me, my God, my God. When I think of his goodness and all he's done for me, when I think of his goodness, when I think of how faithful he is, when I think of how consistent he is, when I think about how loving he is, when I think about how kind he is, when I think about, my God, how faithful he is, when I think about all the times that I wanted to give up and he was like, girl, no. (laughs) When I think about all the times that I wanted to give up and he was like, girl, no. (laughs) Girl, no, no, girl. It's not going down like that. Like, no, we're not giving up. No, we're we're not throwing in the towel. No, we're not going to quit. No, get over yourself. (laughs) I promised you that I would be with you through and through. I'm sure you're feeling a little pressure. I'm sure you're feeling a little overwhelmed. I know you're a little bit confused. I know it looks like the enemy is winning, but girl, no. (laughs) See, that's how God talks to me. Girl, no. Girl, no. No, we're not about to give up, girl. We're not about to quit. No, no, we we not about to we not about to quit. We not about to get up, give up. I promise you, the same promises that I had for you yesterday, the same promises that I have for you today. I'm the same God. I'm the same same God. I'm not. I'm the same God. I've not changed my mind about you. Oh my God. I'm not gonna quit on you, my God. I'm not messed up. I'm not messed up about your bad attitude. <laughs> I'm not messed up about your bad attitude. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not confused about who you are. See, that's how. That's how I hear him speak to me. He has to speak to me. I'm not confused about who you are. I'm not confused about what I said. I didn't change my mind about what I said, Lakeisha. 
I meant absolutely everything I said about you. I just got to grow you up a little bit. Ooh. Come on now. I just got to grow you up a little bit. Ooh. My God. Somebody's like, he don't talk to me like that. Come on now. Because you don't let him. You got to let him talk to you. You got to you gotta let him be your God. Ooh, my God. You gotta let him be your total source and supply. You gotta let him be your father. You gotta let him be your comforter. You gotta let him be your protector. He likes to be all of those things. We just often in our relationship with him operate in a limited capacity. We treat God as if he's unreachable. Ooh, he is not an unreachable God. He is not an unreachable God. And that's how we treat him. We treat him, treat him often like he's not obtainable. Like we can't come to him as our father. Like we can't have a real conversation with him. Like he already don't know us. Here's what's funny. We just, my God. Like, like, he, doesn't, like he doesn't know us. Like he doesn't know us. Like I can I tell you something? All the puffed upness I had, all the self come on now. All the self-importance and all the super spiritual ways I was acting. And God was like, girl, I, I know you. <laughs> girl, I know you. Girl, I created you. I, I know what you sound like. Come on now. I know who you are. I know what I created you for. I know what's down inside of you. Ooh, my God. I know what you look like. I know what your thoughts are. I know what your thoughts. I wonder why we know God to be all seeing or all knowing or all powerful when we need to get out of mess. Well, why we act like God don't know who we are? Why we act like God don't know how we struggle? Why we act like God doesn't see all and know all? Ooh. And he's just like, no, I'm ready. I'm ready to meet you in a place. I decree and declare today that you have new experiences with God. I'm ready to meet you. There's a sound to God. Can I, can I just, there's a rhythm there's a rhythm to God. It's, it's not stoic. It's not religious. It's not by the book. I wish I could just, I wish I could put what I see in absolutely everybody. So many, so many of the things that we do towards God are so religious. It's like so, it's so by the book, right? And it's like, God is like, wanting to have new experiences with you. God is wanting you to experience him in new ways. And I'm not talking about new ageism. I'm not talking about new ageism. That's not what I'm talking about. And he's looking like to encounter you. And so many of us are like, I can't miss, I don't, I can't feel God. I can't feel the presence of God. And God is like, cause I'm not in this box that you've put me in. My goodness and mercy showing different. Can I, let me give you, let me give, let me show you this. Let me show you to you how he keeps showing it to me in my head. And hopefully this will help you in your relationship with God. And you'll understand the desire and the level of relationship. My God, that God desires to have with you. Ooh, 
Lord, I thank you that we come into a new relationship with you. I thank you, God, that this morning we get revelation that we are made in your image and that you didn't create us to be robots. He he didn't create you to be robot. God doesn't want you to operate as a a robot. God wants you to experience him. Oh, my God. God wants you to live with him. God. Can I, can I say something? Perhaps we're, we're not dwelling with him because we've closed him off. Oh, my God. Perhaps we're missing him because we closed him off. Perhaps we're not dwelling with him and in his presence at the capacity that we will want to be in his presence because we've cut him off by the ways that we think we're supposed to experience him. Ooh, by the ways that we think that we're supposed to encounter him right and and i remember the I, I i just remember the moments when when jesus comes and he says to them he says you know like when you were when i was hungry you fed me and he was like what do you mean like there's so my god there's so many opportunities and ways for us to experience god but we box him in my god to to a lot of religious overtures oh to a lot of things that sound sound good, can I be real, but may add up to absolutely nothing. And because no one ever told us that this is the God we serve, that that he's not to be held in a box. Oh, let me let me let me let me let me read this to you. First of all, go over to Genesis the second verse. Lord, I thank you. And it says God created human beings. He created them God like reflecting God's nature. Ooh. Put this in your notes today. I'm supposed to reflect God's nature. Ooh, my God. So if I'm going to reflect God's nature, if I'm going to be an imitator of God, then guess what? I got to know what God acts like. I got to understand the nature of God. I got to understand the humor of God. I got to understand how God loves, how God carries himself. Let me read that again. He said, God created human beings. He created them God-like, not as a God. Not as a God, not as a goddess. You are not a God. You are not a goddess. He said, I created them to be God-like. He said, I created them to reflect my nature. He created them both male and female. Come on now. And then he blessed them and said, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge. And then he gave them all the things that he needed to be responsible for come on now and i want to read this to you because this is how i know how personal god is oh my god let me find this scripture this is how i know how personal my god god is with us oh my god my god i thank you 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 oh my god my my, 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 my God. So we get it. Let me take you to a particular scripture, Genesis 3 and 8. And it says they heard the sound of the Lord. Ooh. Come on now. My God. It says they heard the sound of the Lord. My, 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 my. Thank you for this. They heard the sound of the Lord. Oh, you're going to get some new information today. They heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. If God is not physical, how did they hear the sound of the Lord? Oh, my, 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 God, not, do not let me miss your sound. Do not let me miss your sound. Oh, 
Do not let me miss your sound. I don't want to miss his sound. He says, and they heard the sound of the Lord. Oh my God. They heard the sound. They heard the sound of the Lord. Lord, do not let me miss your sound. My God. It says, in the message Bible says, when they heard the sound of God strolling in the garden in the evening breeze. My God. So God has a sound. Oh, Jesus. Oh my God. God has a sound. There's a sound to God. My God. So when we look at the term walk, right? This is where some people struggle with that because walk is how we communicate in humankind and human language, right? And when God reveals himself to humanity, God always uses human language and human concepts so we can understand something of his character and something of his deeds. Ooh, come on, Bible lesson. God has a sound. God has a sound. This is so important. Come on, Holy Spirit, for our relationship. Because if we don't understand that God has a sound, ooh, we'll box God in. Can I tell you what a sound does, doesn't sound like? It doesn't sound like religion. Ooh, come on now. There are so many things that we've incorporated into our conversation. I remember one time I was referencing something. I was referencing something about God. And my mom was like, you don't call God that, right? It was years ago. She didn't do that now because she understands the nature of my relationship with God. And I was like, what? And she was like, you don't call God that. That is so, so disrespectful. And I was like, did I cuss God? Like, did I, was I blasphemous? Like, I was trying to figure out what had happened. But at that time, I was in a very new relationship with God. And I was talking to God like I heard him. I went, I and I don't know if I said my big dog or my, you know, the no, numero uno. I was just saying some stuff. I was speaking like I speak. I told you I got a little, hood, a little hood in me. So when God uses human language, when we see the word of God, please remember, don't let nobody tell you how to work. All scripture is breathed by God. Just with that scripture up. So when he uses, he uses human language and human concepts so we can understand something of his character and his deed. So we can understand his character and his deed. And since God is infinite, say that today. God is infinite. What does it mean? Oh, that's a good Bible lesson today. Come on, Holy Spirit. Since God is infinite. Ooh, what I mean, and but what I mean by um infinite, he's limitless. Or he's endless in space, extent or size. Come on now. He's, he's limitless. So you got to see, you got to start seeing the bigness of God. You got to start seeing the greatness of God. You got to gotta start understanding God in all his power. We have had him so limited and so bound, but there's no limit to God. He's endless. He's beyond extent. He's beyond size. Ooh. I like this part of the definition. He's impossible Ooh, to measure. Ooh, I'm so excited this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's impossible to measure or to calculate. Ooh, come on, y'all. God is impossible to measure or to calculate. That's why he said in Isaiah, this this LMJ version, this is not the Bible, just to put the scripture. He said, I don't even, I don't even think like you think. <laughs> my, my thoughts are not your thoughts. <laughs> my ways are not your... 
Girl, I don't, I don't even think like you think. Ooh. My thoughts are not your thoughts. I'm limitless. I'm not bound by, I'm not bound by creation. I'm not bound by the God of this world. I'm not bound by these man-made rules and laws. My God, I'm not bound by a circumstance, a situation. I'm not bound by a cancer report. I'm not bound by, my God, this world system or finances. I'm limitless. <laughs> I'm immeasurable. Oh, my God. What kind of God do we serve that's limitless, that's immeasurable? Ooh, you got to get the greatness and understand the bigness. Oh, Lord, help me to understand your greatness. Help me to take you out this box that I've put you in. Limit, we will limit his power ooh, in our life. We will not even experience him at the fullness and capacity that we're supposed to experience him because of worry. Come on, y'all. Because of doubt, my God. Because of fear, because of anxiety. All the little robbers that come in to rob us, my God, that we have no realization of who God is. Because can I tell you something? When I got a realization of who God is, when revelation is at work in my life, then the things of God going to begin to manifest. declaring over you today that you send doubt back to the pits of hell in your life so you can get revelation of the bigness of God so it can be seen in your you have not seen a measure of who God is in your life you have not seen a measure of who and how great and how grand and how big God is you don't even understand the capacity of God's limitless power in your life. My God, if we understood the measure and the capacity of who God is, we pray different. <laughs> Come on, y'all. We pray without ceasing. Ooh! We pray till we got a breakthrough. My God, we remember what Jesus said in his word. I'm here right now. <laughs> Come on, y'all. We remember what Jesus said in his word. I'm here right now. Um, you ain't got to wait on the promises in heaven. I'm here right now. You can expect a miracle right now. You can accept your situation to get better right now. You can expect your breakthrough right now. My God, I decree and declare today, hope is re being restored in you. Some of you have lost hope. The scripture says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Right? Some of you have lost hope. Your heart is sick. And so your expectations for God be right here at eye level. And God is like, my thoughts look different. My ways, my ways look higher. Who I am is greater than anything you ever imagined. Come on, let's get back to this. So God is an infinite God, right? So he never can explain himself to a finite we, we live in the finite. We live in the exacting. My God, because we live in a finite, a lot of times we exercise or look or try to understand God from a finite position. Ooh, help us, Holy Spirit. Help us this morning. A lot of times we experience God from a finite position. Ooh, 
Finite means he, it has limits or abounds. Ooh, finite means sometimes we think from a defeated position. Finite me, means we, we really don't understand we're more than conquerors. Finite means I really don't have revelation that the greater one works in me. Finite means I don't understand when he said rule, subdue, and take over the earth. If I knew that, then guess what? The kingdom would be ruling, subduing, and taking over the world. Finite means, can I tell you something? I have only a finite amount of memory. Ooh! <laughs> I have only, my memory is at a capacity. That's why Jesus, ooh, that's why Jesus said, look, <laughs> I got to go. Come on now. I got to go. You're bringing this all together to, this morning, Holy Spirit. He said, look, I got to go. Here's why I got to go. I need to sing you Holy Spirit. I need you to counter Holy Spirit. I need you to third part, the third party of this that's going to complete you. I need you to come. I need you to come in contact with the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is going to teach you absolutely everything that's already in your spirit. The Holy Spirit is a sign to bring your greatness out of you. My God. The Holy Spirit is a sign to give you insight. The Holy Spirit is just a sign to bring you back to your God-like ability and your God-like state in Jesus Christ. Your Holy Spirit is a sign to you to mentor you. Come on now. Holy Spirit is a sign to you to develop your character. Holy Spirit is to a sign to you to remind you that you were made in God's image. Holy Spirit is a sign to you to remind you that you're supposed to operate in a mind like Christ. Holy Spirit is a sign to you to remind you the same thing. As a matter of fact, this is how Jesus said it. He said, look, you're going to go do greater works. You, I'm, I'm the saint, not in your name, not, not, in your, not in your strength, not in your strength, but in my name, you can do absolutely anything. I think in Philippians, Paul said, I can do all. I'm neither a base. I'm neither a bound. I'm not messed up whether I have, whether I have not. I can, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So the Holy Spirit is a sign. My God, I thank you for the assignment of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is a sign, my God, to bring you back into the nature of God, to give you revelation of who you are in Christ Jesus. Because most of us have been living in this finite position with limited memory. Oh my God, I thank you. With limited memory and limited capacity in a lower state than what God intended us to do. So so God uses these human forms and these human likenesses. God by nature is a spirit. Come on now. Come on now. My God. Oh, I thank you for this. My God. God like God by nature is a spirit. So John 4 and 24. I'm just giving you some revelation. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. So how do I worship God? I worship God in spirit, not in my finite. Ooh. See, I gotta work, I can't work, I can't afford to worship God 
in the finite. Because if I worship him in the finite, I'm going to limit his capacity. If I'm going to be a true worshiper of God, ooh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If I'm going to be a true worshiper, if I'm going to be a true worshiper of God, then I understand even though my capabilities may be limited. Ooh, come on now. Even though my capacity may be limited, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So I may have a limited capacity. I may have a limited my power because it's not by my, it's not by my power, but it's going to be by God's spirit that this thing, whatever the thing is, gets accomplished in my life. It ain't on me anyway. Come on, Holy Spirit. So they that worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. My God, I thank you for revelation. My God. That's why 1 Corinthians 2.14, Paul gives us a reminder. The person without the spirit does not accept. I'm out. I'm getting ready to go. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but consider them foolish. So then when the word of God says that God, God was walking through the garden, it's like, how can God walk through the garden? He's infinite. See, that's where all the skepticism and question comes from because it's not received by the spirit. God is a spirit. He doesn't have a, a, a bodily form. He's revealed himself in bodily form before. He's, he's revealed, re revealed himself in bodily before. before. That's how when Adam and Eve, oh, God has a sound, walked through the garden. He walked through the garden and human form. Come on now. My God. My God. So God's feelings, human emotions are not necessarily a part of God's character. However, the Bible does refer to God's emotions in human terms, such as laughter, disgust, weariness, and jealousy. Come on now. Those are human-like feelings that are used to describe, right? When we see the expression of God's feelings, they are helpful to describe his character to us. Come on, my God. So when we see God walking through the garden, through the cool of the day, ooh, or the phrase literally reads, the wind of the day, come on now, my God. This describes that the nature, that there's a particular sound to God. And if I'm going to understand the sound of God or the rhythm of God or who God really is, ooh, my God, I'll never be able to discern this in the finite version of myself. Oh, my God, this is the level up. I'll never be. So when it says God walked through the garden, he in his fume, human form, he allowed them to experience him. Ooh. He allowed he allowed them to experience him in a way, my God, that acknowledges God bigger than anything we could ever imagine. My God. Bigger than anything or greater than anything we could ever imagine. That means we've held God in a box for way too long. <laughs> this is so powerful. 
this is, this is, this is, this is, so, Lord, I got to, this is enough to chew on. Lord, I got to take my limitations off you. Lord, I got to take my limitations off of you. Lord, I got to take my limitations off of you. I got to see you through the spirit and not my flesh because you are not a finite God. You're an infinite God. My God. And I don't want to miss your presence. And I don't want to miss your power. And I don't want to miss opportunities. My God, to receive who you are as God. I've been looking at you from a finite capacity when you're an infinite God. My God, you're an infinite God. You're not a finite God. You're an infinite God. So this is why it's so important for me to study and spend time in your word. My God, Father God, forget. I'm not going, I hear the Holy Spirit telling me to stop. We need to chew on that. I'm not going to go deeper than that. I'm not going to pull into anything greater than that. My God. Yeah, just begin to ask him, Father God, let me take, tell me to take my limitations off of you. Forgive me for putting you in a box and limiting my experiences to you, to church, to the devotional. My God, help me to put a demand on you to experience more. Lord, I want to sup with you. I want to feel your presence all day long. I don't want to walk in a relationship with you in a limited capacity. I decree and declare today that our eyes are open to see, oh my God, and to hear the sound of you in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't want to miss no more opportunities with God. I, I don't want to miss any more opportunities. I don't, I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss. Remember the scare shirt? Hold on. <laughs> Ooh. My God, my God, my God. Ooh, my God, I thank you. Matthew 25, 35, and 40. And hopefully this changes your perspective, even how you serve people. Ooh, my God. It says, for I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when do we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison or visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Ooh, it's so much power in this. Ooh, it's so much power in this. Ooh, open the eyes of our understanding so that we can hear a sound. Lord God, we long to experience you, my God, more than we have ever experienced you before. My God, this is why your service is so important. This is how you serve. <laughs> However you serve, however you treat people, taking care of the homeless, taking care of the widows, doing the things. My God, how we serve others has a lot to do with how we experience God. Ooh. Lord, I thank you for your word today. 
My God, my God, forgive us for when we have grieved you, when you've asked us to serve others. Forgive us, Father God, for when we grieved you, when we've half-heartedly served our house. Forgive us, Father God, for complaining. Ooh, when you've asked us to serve, forgive us, Father God, for not putting all our heart into the service. My God, we've been longing to experience you and we won't even serve others at the capacity that you've called us to serve. Ooh, forgive us for not serving the way that you've asked us to serve. Forgive us for not making our families, our priorities, our reasonable service. Forgive us for not serving with gladness. Forgive us for treating the things that um, matter to you as if it's just a duty. Woo! My God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for any, any, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. My son. My, so, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm so, I'm so sorry. My God, my God. This is the mature things of God. This is how God comes and deals with our heart. My God, Father God, longing to experience you. Yeah, come on, Teresa, murmuring and complaining against our household, our, our household. God, God called us to our children. God called us to our marriages. That's another way we have, do our reasonable service, have, have serve in our family. Um, yesterday, Judah and I were talking, and I need to share a testimony with you, and then we're going to get out of here. We're going to do our confessions and go. Yesterday, Judah and I were in the car talking, and I had been just noticing some beef between him and JoJo. <laughs> I had been noticing some beef between him and JoJo, and I asked Judah, I said, What's your what's your problem with Joe? Like, what's going on between you and Josiah? Are you mad at Josiah? Do you have unforgiveness towards Josiah for something? And he was like, I'm just over some of the stuff. Um, I just I'm I'm just over some of the stuff that uh, JoJo has done. And so I looked at him and I said, Judy, you've done stuff too. You've done stuff as well. And I said, and I've seen JoJo be loving and patient and kind. And I said, and regardless of what Jojo has done to you. When we operate in a spirit of forgiveness, you shouldn't treat Josiah any less than how you want to be treated. I'm gonna sit for a second. I'm gonna sit for a second. No matter what Jojo does, Judah, you should treat Josiah no less than how you want to be treated. The golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Has, as you would have them do unto you. Doesn't mean they're doing it to you, but regardless. So if Jesus is saying, every time you take care of the poor, every time you go to the prison, every time you serve, every time you love, and our service is not, can I tell you something? If your service in your house is jacked up, then your service on your outside of your house is really... Um, can I just say it the way the Lord dealt with me? It's really hypocritical. Ooh, if I don't serve my house into gladness, if I don't serve my kids into gladness, if I act like my marriage is a burden, right? If I'm not serving, if I'm not serving the people that I'm connected to, God, God has called you to a people. If I'm not serving those spots with gladness, if I'm not serving my customers 
with gladness. If I own a business and I treat my customers as if they they need me, if I'm not serving at the next level, God is all up in your business and everything else. All this stuff is so real. All this stuff, stuff is so real. All this stuff is so deeper. My God, if I'm if I'm if I'm acting like people need me, I said that not God. I didn't say God said that. I'm saying that part. If I act like people need me, right? Right? If my service is like my service, my service, my service. So if what I do to others really matters to God, I might be experiencing, I'm experiencing God. God is in all of us. How I treat others, God is in all of us. So how I treat others is a concern to God. I'm looking to encounter God. I'm looking for this big thing to happen. And God is like, you had an opportunity and chance to experience me. When this person needed your help, or you had an opportunity and chance to experience me when you needed to extend someone grace because they did something for to you. You had, a, you had an opportunity and chance to experience me when somebody was cutting you off in traffic. You had an opportunity to experience my grace. You had an opportunity to experience my love. You had an opportunity to experience patience. You had an opportunity to experience, come on, Holy Spirit, to experience Holy Spirit, right? Um, you had an opportunity to experience me. There's so many ways. There's a sound to God. There's there's so many ways that you've had the opportunity to experience me, but you're looking for all of these other things. And here's all these ways that you get to experience my love. Here's all these ways that you get to encounter me Woo! when you do to the least. Woo! Right? When, when you bless your enemies. <laughs> My God. And then, Lord, help me to see what your best is and what my best is. Ooh. Can we say that today? Can we say that today? Help me to experience who your best is and who my best is. <laughs> what my best is and your best may look different. Ooh. My, 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 my. Because can I tell you something? Can I tell you? Can I say the Holy Spirit? Our next point that we're getting to in our heart check has to do with us boasting and bragging in ourselves. You know, the little list we make. Oh, I'm good at this. I always, you know, I serve people with all the love in my heart. Help us to see your best. <laughs> Woo! Help us to see what your best is. Help us to see what your good is. Help us not to be so boasting and bragging in ourselves that we're missing what you're trying to say to us in this season. Okay, <laughs> I need to share this testimony with you. And it's so powerful because it really was happening at this same moment. Woman of God was testing me yesterday. And about a year ago, um, she was wanting another job. She was wanting a promotion. And she was about to, she was going to apply. And I think they had even offered her another job. But her current company, her current company um, offered her, um, kind of counteracted their offer, right? Gave her some, some more money to stay with her. 
But not just besides that, she, the position she took, she didn't feel peace about the position she took, right? She didn't feel peace that she was going to take. She didn't feel peace about the position. So she made the decision to stay in position in her current place of appointment. It has been tough. It has been tough. It has not been easy. But she knew she needed to stay where she was, right? So yesterday, she was texting me. She was like, and I love how this went down. Because you could tell she was frustrated. You could tell she was overwhelmed. But she was still submitting her situation in prayer and to God. She texted me. She says, look, I need you to pray for me. Here is why. I'm under pressure. Here is why. So she was submitting the problem to God. She said yes to what God told her to do. God told her to stay. God told her not to take the new position. Um, and the Lord had told her, if you honor me in this, I promise you, I'm going, I'm, I got you, right? Here it is a year later. It didn't look like God had her. But, and she's been under pressure. She's been under fire. I'm not saying she's been perfect. But every time the struggle comes up, she had been sitting, submitting the struggle in prayer. So yesterday she's texting me and she's like, look, I need you to pray for me for this, for this. And I could tell she's like, I'm trying not to be frustrated. I'm trying to walk in a more excellent standard. Boom, 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 boom. Now, as she's texting me this, not even 30 seconds later, she sends me a text back and says, oh my God, I just got an email that I got to write. Now, I'm like, come on, God, because God had already told me that we were going to see some things. Like yesterday was really a turning point. God had already told me, and I had forgot to say that on the devotional, that we were getting ready to see some things, that yesterday would be a, a turning point, right? God had already told me that, that yesterday would be a turning point. So as she's texting me praying over these things, right? She's been in this in almost a year. She's texting me and she's praying to me, and she's like, I got to write right? And she says, and this raise just put me up above where I would have gotten from the other company. As a matter of fact, with the other company, I would have been locked in. It would have salary capped me out, right? Wait. So she's texting me this at the same time, right? So then a few seconds later, she texts me back and she says, wait a minute. <laughs> and they just submitted uh, an approval for, for us to get a second raise in July, which will make my salary higher than the other salary. My God, right? The higher than the other salary that the other people had promised me. Being faithful, being faithful, not perfect, being faithful, even in her frustration. Texting me, submitting it in prayer, admitting that she was frustrated, admitting that she was overwhelmed, admitting that it was a lot, calling on prayer, right? In the midst of it, I just got a raise. <laughs> I, I just got a raise. I just got a raise. But she submitted to God's will for her life last year. And it looked like it took a year, but just right in the right timing. Right in the right time. God showed up. But can I give you a little bit more of her testimony? She said the Lord was, <laughs> can I say this? The Lord was dealing with her 
about sowing towards feed the seeds, streets, putting a seed, right? Her income, you know, sometimes our income be stretched in some places. She said the Lord had dealt with her about she needed to start sowing a particular partnership seed. She, as soon as she began to sow the seed and trust them, she said it didn't manifest all at once. But I can pinpoint her obedience to God, to the seed, her humility, and her submission to God. And a year later, God did exactly what he said he was going to do. God did exactly what he said he was going to do. I needed to share that testimony. The Lord is like, do not forget her testimony. In the middle of praying about her frustration, God did exceedingly abundantly above all he could ask. There's something to obeying God. There's something to submitting to his will. There's some, can I, and can I tell you something? I really believe truly in my heart because she did away with murmuring and complaining. She fought murmuring and complaining to the nail. She submitted it to prayer. She admitted her weaknesses. She received the grace for what God was doing. And a year later, can I, can I say this? And we're going to do it. We don't want to be like the children of Israel in our wilderness for 40 years because of murmuring and complaining and we won't submit to the things of God. That's it. That's all I have. Let's do our confessions. We don't want to be like the children of Israel. If this is your turning point, uh-uh, he told me not to say it. <laughs> yes, sir. My God, I will say this. If this is your turning point, you're going to have to handle things differently. And it's going to take another level of submission and you're going to have to receive the grace. Here we are a year later and everything God promised her. He told her, he said, sit tight, sit still, honor the things that I'm asking you to do. And even though it's a year later, God was not short in his hand and he was not slack on his promise. But I have seen her fight tooth and nail to honor God in every decision she has made. I've seen her fight to, she, even before the last job, she sought the wisdom. She didn't make a decision. She sought the wise counsel out. But she sought wise counsel out. She said, I can't afford to make this decision on my own. She put in accountability partners. She had people in position to pray for her. Come on now. My God. She had, come on now. She had people in position to pray for her. She, she just submit, even when things were, and she has a high stress job. She has a high-level, high-stress job. She ain't got no easy job. She got a high-level, high-stress job. And God still supplied and did exactly what he said, all her needs. Let's do our confession. I can share that testimony in the middle of praying. Lord, help. Lord, da-da-da-da-da-da. Help me. Stand with me. I'm praying. We praying. I got a raise. My God, favor went before her. Favor went before her. Favor went before her. Let's get our confessions. This, this today has been so powerful. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. I've died and been raised with Christ and now seated in heavenly places. Father God, a repent starts a thing over. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, we repent for murmuring and complaining. When you've asked us to humble ourselves, we also repent if there are some things that you've asked us to do and we have not done it. We repent for not doing it. 
We repent, Father God, in Jesus' name, amen. A repent always snatches that thing back and starts that thing over. <laughs> Even in, the, yeah, a repent. So repent if you've been murmuring and complaining about anything. Just go on and repent. Just repent. Right, wipe your slate clean with a sincere repent. And then ask the Holy Spirit not to help you murmur and complain. He says, I'm a new creature in Christ. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. Let's get our confessions. I've died and I've been raised with Christ. And now I'm seated in heavenly places. I'm dead to sin and alive unto righteousness. No weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. But every tongue that rises against me in judgment, I shall show to be in the wrong. I prosper in everything I put my hands to. I have prosperity in all areas of my life, spiritually, financially, mentally, and socially. I take every thought captive unto the obedience of Jesus Christ, casting down every imagination and every high and lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, all my thoughts are positive. I do not allow Satan to use my spirit as a garbage dump by meditating on negative things that he offers me. I don't speak negative things on purpose that my mouth shall not turn to grass. I will speak forth the righteousness of God all day long. Let me pause here. Especially if you have spoken negative things towards your house, over your house, you want to repent and pluck those things up so that it does not give um, the enemy the advantage. Like if you've been complaining against your house and you've noticed that the peace is disturbed in your house, well, the reason the peace is disturbed in your house because your mouth is a prophetic portal. What The reason the peace is disturbed in your house is probably because your mouth has put some stuff in motion. So if you've noticed that the peace, this is a life lesson. If you've noticed that the peace is disturbed in your house, Make a commitment today. You will no longer allow strife in your house. Make a commitment today that you're pulling murmuring and complaining out your house. As a matter of fact, you might want to open the doors and pray your house out, right? Just open your windows and door. Ask the Lord to bless your house. Satan, tell Satan the Lord, rebuke him, and just stand in that word. If you notice your peace is disturbed in your house, I feel this strong by the Spirit. Go ahead and repent for the things that you've spoken over your house. Ask God to forgive you for the negative seeds and negative words you planted in your house. Pray throughout your house. Declare God's peace. Declare God's glory in your house. And reset your atmosphere. And then ask the Holy Spirit to help you put a guard over your mouth and start speaking life into your house. Speak life into the situation. You got to pluck that up. You got to pull that up. In the spirit, because the enemy knows every negative word that you have spoken. Okay, I just needed to share that. It says, I'm always a positive and encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tear down or destroy. And it is not too late. (laughs) It is not too late. I heard somebody say that in the spirit, that they thought it was too late. It is not too late. It is, it's not. So whoever just spoke that in the, in that stuff, it's too late. It's not too late for you to do this. It's never too late. For you to start your house, your environment, your work environment. If you've been complaining and murmuring at work about your boss, it's not too late for you to pluck those words up and to to start start things over fresh and new. That's what grace is for. It says, I never bind a sister or brother with the words of my mouth. I'm always a positive encouragement. Even if you've been on the phone gossiping 
That's another issue or area. Bringing that into your life. Repent of that as well. I'm always a positive encouragement. I edify and build up. I never tell. Because you don't want to sow that into your own life. I never tear down or destroy. I'm a believer, not a doubter. I'm slow to speak, quick to hear, and slow to anger. I'm a doer of the word. I meditate on the word all day long. I will study the word of God. I will pray. I never get tired or grow weary when I study the word, pray, minister, or praise God. But I'm alert and full of energy. And as I study, I become more alert and more energized. Ooh, this is so powerful. I'm a giver. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I love to give. I have plenty of money to give away all the time. I cast all my care on the Lord, for he cares for me. I don't have a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. I don't fear. I am not guilty. I'm not passive about anything. I deal with all things in my life immediately. I do not judge my brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus after the flesh. I'm a spiritual man, and I'm judged by no one. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues. I see you turning it around, Lord. I thank you for turning around situations right now in Jesus' name. I operate in all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are tongues and interpretation of tongues, the working of miracles, discerning of spirit, the word of faith, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, healing and prophecy. I walk in the spirit all of the time. I've been set free. I'm free to love, to worship, to trust with no fear or rejection of being hurt. I have compassion and understanding for all people. I do not hate or walk in unforgiveness. I catch the enemy and all his deceitful lies. I cast them down and choose whether to believe the word of God. I work is good. I enjoy work. I do all my work excellently and with great prudence, making the most of all my time. I'm a responsible person. I enjoy responsibility and I rise to every responsibility in Jesus. I'm creative because the Holy Spirit lives in me. I take good care of my body. I eat right. I look good. I feel good. And I weigh what God wants me to weigh. Pain cannot successfully come against my body because Jesus bore all my pain. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. I have a teachable spirit. I do not think more highly of myself than I ought to in the flesh. I've humbled myself and God has exalted me. I do what I say I will do, and I get where I'm going on time. I don't hurry and rush. I do one thing at a time. I'm anointed of God for ministry. I'm an obedient wife, and no rebellion operates in me. My husband is wise. He is the king and priest of our home. He makes godly decisions. All my children have lots of Christian friends, and God has set aside a Christian wife or husband for each of them. My children love to pray and study the word. They openly and boldly praise God. My children make right choices according to the word of God. All my household is blessed in their deeds, blessed when we come in, blessed when we go out. All we own is paid for, and we owe no man nothing but to love him. Keep saying your confessions. After a while, it's going to bubble up. It's going to bubble up. And then when a negative thought comes, you're going to hear yourself confessing the word of God. Ooh, come on now. You're going to hear 
You're going to hear yourself confessing the word of God. You're going to hear the word bubbling up before something negative bubbles up. Oh my God. Let me just thank you for your faithfulness. I know it has not been easy for some of y'all to get up at five o'clock in the morning. Can I say this? Yes, God says I can. God sees you. God sees your effort. God, commit thy works to the Lord. God sees that when you fall off, you get back on. God sees your effort. Stop knocking your effort. And then if you feel like you're stagnant or complacent, come up a level. Put a little bit more effort in. Come on now. Don't let the devil trick your mind to make you think your effort is important, important to God. God sees your effort. God sees when you fall off, you get back up. God loves your effort. Keep making effort. And if your standard, if you feel the pressure, like you'll feel it when you're like, okay, I'm not giving God enough, right? I don't feel like I'm giving God enough. Then God, God, that's God pushing you to say, give me a little more time. That's God pushing you to say, operating in a little bit more integrity and character. Commit thy works with God and your plan's going to be established. Well, the more works I commit and I stand up, this isn't for you to get complacent, right? But God sees your effort. God loves your effort. God loves the fact that you're committing your works to him and you're pushing time and getting in place so you can receive more than him. He appreciates that. He loves that. I love y'all so much. Two things. If the Lord places it on your heart to partner and give to this ministry, go over to the website. Give there. LakeishaMJohnson.com Father God, I thank you for the giving of your people. I thank you for our partners. I thank you more food may abound to their account. And I thank you, Lord God, for giving more seed to the sower. In Jesus' name, hey. Man. In Jesus' name, amen. And bless, Father God, those that do not have it to give. Thank you, Lord, that you are blessing them so that they can give. Cash app us as well. Dollar sign. L-M-J ministry. Yeah, everything you do, you're doing it unto the Lord. You're not doing it unto man. You're doing it unto the Lord. Um, the second thing is if you've not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, come on now. This is the minute. This is the hour. This is why you were drawn here woo, for you to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So I want you to repeat after me. <laughs> oh, come on now. I want you to repeat after me. Dear Jesus. Ooh, my, my, my. Thank you, Jesus. Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. I know I've sinned against you. And I'm sorry for those sins. I'm asking you to come into my heart woo, and take away my sins. And I promise to love and follow you the best that I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. And he promises you he won't cast you out. Guess what he's going to do? He'll take away your sins. I love you. God loves you. I love you. It is, Julia. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. I love you, but God loves you so much more. Back in the morning, 5 a.m. There's a power on this today. There's a power. There's a power. There's a power today. My God. If you can get the revelation that God is not finite, it is going to change your circumstances and your situations that you've been bound to. Not that God has bound you to. 
Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.